Welcome to today on Broadway for Wednesday, October 28th, 20. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I had a wonderful interview with the legendary Maury Yeston that dropped in the podcast feed yeah, yesterday. He was very such, exciting. Yeah, such an utter delight. Um, and somebody who, you know, he's written so many lush and wonderful scores. We talked about his new album, Maury Sings Yeston, the demos, and it's actually 40 years of professionally recorded demos. His process was that anytime he finished a song, because his his songs often have all these like these choral pieces where there's a bunch of people singing together, think Nine and Titanic, um, he wanted to get it down in a way that he could hear it. Um, so he would go into a studio and do multi-tracks, but there's something just so natural and organic and affecting about hearing a composer sing their own work. And oh, yeah. in, in Maury's defense, he is a much better singer than a lot of other um, composers. <laughs> yes, so yes. It, it's not like hearing some people croak through their work Um, but it's just something very special especially because a lot of the songs that are on this album and there's like it's two discs so there's a lot of songs um some of them are identical to the versions that we know today. Some of them are wildly different, and like there's been huge changes. And some of these songs uh, have never really been heard uh, before. There are some from shows that never made it to the stage. Um, so it was Very a great exciting. conversation. Yeah, it was so cool to talk to him. Um, so I highly recommend you listen to that. Um, but more importantly, to stream, purchase the album. It's a, a really cool time capsule in the life of a truly unique and, and talented composer. Mm-hmm. I love any composer sings their own work kind of compendium yeah. albums so, so much. Yeah, it's very, very cool. So, of course, you can always hear all of our episodes, especially the interview episodes, before you get them in the regular feed. If you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. All right, Ashley, we have um, a handful of news uh, items that I want to discuss today, and it starts with one that is decades in the making, because Mm -hmm. earlier this week on Good Day New York, Bette Midler confirmed that all three of the original Sanderson sisters from the iconic Halloween movie Hocus Pocus have agreed to be in the new upcoming Disney Plus sequel. That means, of course, not only Bette, but along with Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Jimmy, mm-hmm. they um, are also going to reunite later this week for a Halloween celebration. I believe it's on Hulu, or is it streaming, or maybe both? Uh, I think on Hulu, yeah. Yeah, it's like Huluween or something. Um, that's going to have a bunch of other people involved. Glenn Close, uh, Billy Crystal, Jamie Lee Curtis, Todd Recall, Jennifer Hudson, and all of that. So she was promoting that. John Stamos, Meryl Streep, a, a bunch of people. But the big news is is that all three Sanderson sisters are going to be back for for the Disney Plus sequel. I think I think it was Alicia that I talked to a, week, a couple weeks ago, is that how important this movie is to a ton of people in my age range, and how we we still can't understand why it's not been turned into a stage musical. Uh, Disney in the past few years has has done some stuff uh, here at Disney World with it that they haven't done in the past. But oh, really? I think with all the attention from a sequel, this is the time to go ahead and do a Hocus Pocus 
stage musical, and I guarantee you that thing will be licensed out the wazoo oh, all over the country. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's something that's in the works, or they're at least talking about it. I can't remember exactly what who was behind that because I think it was you and I that talked about it on the show, but I don't remember. I, both, yeah. I, I think it was one of those tests that I gave Alicia as a new contributor if she didn't like that she was going to have trouble so there we uh, go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. very very true um yeah i i love hocus pocus hocus pocus probably my you know there's uh, there's two groups of Halloween movies. To be fair, the scary side and the funny side, or at least the yeah, creepy yeah, yeah. funny side. Definitely, at least in my top three favorite Halloween movies. Certainly, my favorite creepy slash funny Halloween movie. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see a stage version of it, and I'm not always huge or even usually huge on movies getting every movie getting turned into a stage version but i think this is something that would really lend itself to oh, it especially yeah. if it was like off broadway rather than broadway who uh, would you without saying the original bet sarah and kathy who would you like to see in any of those Sanderson sisters oh, God. roles? I know I talked about it now. I think it was because I was when it was announced, I was going through like Broadway world posts and on Instagram and mm. someone had recommended Eden Espinosa for one. And Ooh. she was even like, I'm in like she had responded to it. I was like, I'm <laughs> of in. Of course. Uh, she would. I think a lot of people would be in on this. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie Milligan would be great. Um, oh, yeah. She would be great. I think Taylor Mon Jones was another recommendation too. Oh which yeah, we'll always take Taylor Mon Jones. I love her so much. Yeah, yeah, I know that's a good one. Those are good. Those are good. All right. Well, we will see what happens with hopefully an eventual professional Broadway or off Broadway musical version. But at least we know that whenever this Disney Plus sequel hits, potentially next Halloween, it will feature the original stars, which is always exciting. All right, Ashley, let's move on to some other streaming theater news. And this one actually continues to be about the holidays, just a different holiday. Mm -hmm. As yesterday, it was announced that beginning on November 28th, the 2018 production of A Christmas Carol that happened at Geffen's Playhouse uh, will be adapted to a new streaming version starring Jefferson Mays. The show was originally adapted from the Charles Dickens classic by Jefferson Mays, along with Susan Lyons and Michael Arden, who also directed the piece as he will this new streaming version. Now, what's exciting about this project is that the show will benefit a group of theaters across the country, regional, community, and amateur. It is called the Partner Theater Program, and it's a project between producer Hunter Arnold's TBD Pictures, La Jolla Playhouse, and On Stage. It'll benefit La Jolla, as well as Actors Playhouse, Geffen Playhouse, George Street Playhouse, Iowa Stage, uh, and a bunch of other things across the country. And I think this is a really, really really cool thing. Um, Tickets are available now at achristmascarollive.com. And what's cool is when you put in your zip code, when you purchase a ticket, it will automatically benefit local community theaters in your area as well. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And it's uh, it's being filmed at New York's United Palace. um, And I love... Love, love, love Jefferson Mays. Yeah, and, uh, I was just about to say. Cool, one of my faves. Yeah, what an absolutely cool production to see preserved. And I I don't remember. I feel like this – I think this is a one-person show. I think he, it's I just think so. him. Yeah, I think this is a solo um, show. 
Yeah, so seeing, I mean, we know Jefferson Mays can play multiple characters. Yeah. So um, very, very cool to see this, and I'm very much looking forward to this being available to stream on November 28th. Usually I'm a little indifferent about, because I mean, every single Christmas slash holiday season, we get about 45,000 versions of A Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. I think there were like 16 last year simultaneously or something in the city. Yeah, I think Adam Feldman did a story on how many different ones there were. Exactly. Uh, This is definitely one I'll be seeing, so at least there's one. I feel like there's going to be a ton more than usual because now everyone can do it virtually. But I'll right. take and, this one for sure. Yeah, and it's out of the uh, it's or it's in the public domain, so you don't have to yeah. pay Charles Dickens anything to adapt it at this Brilliant. point. So that's right. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on to some more streaming stuff. Yesterday, MCC Theater announced the launch of their new streaming platform, MCC On Demand. It will be a one-stop per, uh, streaming platform for all of the MCC's virtual content. Subscribers will be able to log in and access all of the content immediately, but if you don't want to do that, you can purchase individual tickets to access certain digital events and performances for a 24-hour rental window. The streaming service launches today, Wednesday, October 28th, and at the time of launch, it will feature the productions of all four live labs from the spring 2020. These were things that were done virtually because because of, you know, um, mm. but they feature Frankie and Will by Talene Monahan, directed by Jackie Bradley, featuring Ryan Spahn and Michael Yuri. The Sentinels, written by Matthew Lopez, directed by Rebecca Tashman and featuring Jane Alexander, Danae Benton, Katrina Lincoln, Priscilla Lopez. Holy crap, that's a nice. cast. Nice, nice for of uh, Matthew to give his uh, his aunt Priscilla a little work. I'm sure she was <laughs> yeah, struggling right. to uh, to find something to do. Begging for it, I'm sure. Yeah, she needed something to uh, get her foot in the door. Um, uh, this is a Spanish title that I'm sure I'm going to screw up. Uh, Puez Nada by Aziza Barnes, directed by Whitney White, featuring Ito Aguirre, uh, Alfie Fuller, Karen Pittman, and Kara Young, and Win by C.A. Johnson, directed by Taylor Reynolds, and featuring Keisha Lewis and Antoinette Crow Legacy. Nice. You'll also be able to see Uncensored 2020, which is MCC's youth company show, as well as various panels from earlier during the shutdown. You can subscribe for 60 bucks, and single tickets will be available and have a different price for each thing. All subscriptions that are purchased through Sunday, November 15th, so two and a half-ish weeks, will be matched with a free subscription for first responders and veterans can receive $10 off their subscription price as well. Moving on, one last thing in the streaming theater news beginning yesterday, the 27th, um, Irish Rep Online is presenting a new digital production of A Touch of the Poet by Eugene O'Neill and starring one of my absolute favorites, Robert Cuccioli, directed by Kieran O'Reilly. This is the same production team that did the um, the virtual digital production of The Weir earlier this summer that got rave reviews. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, this is going to be available just through Sunday, November 1st. Um, it is free to attend, but reservations are required, and Irish Rep does ask that you consider a donation of $25 per viewer. But actually, I've talked about uh, Robert Cuccioli um, in the past before. My very first trip to New York City, I saw Jekyll and Hyde, and while I didn't necessarily Ooh. love the show, I loved him. I sat in the very front row, and watching him oh, do geez, confrontation yeah. was uh, mind-blowing. I bet, I bet, like, yeah. The show itself is Jekyll and Hyde, but that, just that moment right. to see him do that, um, especially when you compare it to David Hasselhoff, who does it on the filmed version, and you're like, meh. 
the one the one with with Robert Cuccioli is absolutely amazing. Worth the price of the ticket. Might absolutely. be might be one of the few things worth the price of the ticket for <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, that thing they did with Deborah Cox with all the strings and stuff was uh, the, the mm. spider web. That was a that was a choice. That was a choice. It was a choice. A choice was made, and that was that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Although, don't get me started on Scarlet Pimpernel, because I will not take any Frank Wildhorn slander when it comes to the Scarlet Pimpernel. So, <laughs> no, no. Saw that on my first trip to New York not as well. It was, a very, it was oh a very Frank Wildhorn-centric trip. So. I guess. I'm, I'm glad you came back. That's all, <laughs> all I'll say. Yeah. Um, moving on uh, to our feel-good recommendations. I have three today. Two of them are kind of the traditional... Uh, videos. One of them is a lovely piece uh, in the New York Times. Let's go with the first video. It is a duet between Leia Salonga and Jeremy Jordan singing the song Almost Paradise. And what I think mm. is funny about this article from my colleagues over at Broadway World is they list uh, the song Almost Paradise as being from the musical Footloose. And while that is factually accurate, <laughs> yeah. it is also, you know, a major pop song from the original film Footloose. So I know what? it's a theater it site. A film? What? Yeah, I, the original one, not the one with Julianne Huff. We don't count that one. Um, but I get it. It's a theater site. You want to connect it to the Broadway version. But like, come on, like, almost <laughs> paradise. Like, people forget that Footloose was a musical. Um, you know, I think you could probably just say from Footloose. But I was anyway, say, it, it's not really the reverse. People don't forget that it, people forget that it was a musical. They don't really yeah. forget that there was a movie. Yeah. And that the soundtrack absolutely like was one of the most popular things of all time. Yes. Um, so but of course, Leia and Jeremy singing solo and in this case together is Absolutely amazing. Those are two of my favorite voices. The next piece comes from the New York Times, and it goes inside the apartment of one Sheldon Harnick. Um, him and his wife, Marjorie, have lived in this apartment for 55 years, and there's some lovely pictures um, that they still use the same stove that was in the apartment when they moved in, which Brave. if you look at it, you're like, that looks like something that's in a museum, but they still use it. Um, some lovely pictures of the inside of their apartment. But the whole point of the article is, is that everybody's working at home. Sheldon Harnick has been working at home for 55 years, and this yeah. is where he's been doing it. Um, it's a really like lovely that. piece and some very cool images. And um, I just want the windows that they have, because I don't know if it's overlooking mm. um, Central Park or whatever that is, but some yeah. glorious windows there. Um, from from Sheldon Harnick's uh, yes. living room or sitting room or whatever. Definitely, I'm I'm looking at it now. Definitely Central Park. The windows are gorgeous, and I just saw the stove, which is amazing. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't I it? Like that's a prop. It. Like that's a prop you see in like uh, uh, I don't know Bonnie and Clyde, Pretty or much, um, yeah. you can't take it with you or something. Like it's just it's not real, but apparently so it is good. so good. I want yeah. it. I'll trade I in my. I love my stove, but I'll trade in my stove for that. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> It's really, really good. Um, the last piece that I have is a another song from the um, Seth Rudetsky concert series. This past Sunday, one LaShawns was the performer, and uh, that is currently on demand. You can get it. We'll have a link in the show notes. But for um, the song that I've included, she was joined by a very special guest who also happens to live in her home, uh, Tony nominee Celia Rose Gooding, who is, of course, her daughter. Mm. Um, LaShawn's sang Waiting for Life from Once on This Island. And I must say, 
in the original key and uh Celia <laughs> saying background she did the ula ula yeah. that kind of stuff um it was very cool and oh, it, that's what, cute yeah what's so fun about it is is that um celia just seems to be so impressed by her mother um it was very cute and like line celia i know i know seriously but like how many times are kids how, how old is she like 22 or something 21 22 yeah, um, or maybe not even that old maybe 19 20 i don't know but she, like how how often are people that age impressed by their parents um but like uh LaShawn's kind of Lashawn's <laughs> kind of riffs a little bit and so you can just see Celia like go ooh, you know it Aww. it was uh it was very cool it was very sweet um uh Celia appears a couple more times in the concert so if you want to watch that on demand there'll be a link there but um between Leia and LaShawn's we have a couple uh uh, once on this island alums in there yes. to uh, book and the feel good recommendations. Oh, I miss that show. I know. And the goats. And the go- especially the goats. That's <laughs> what I miss most of all. Yeah, absolutely. When I went, I went in like one of the first previews uh. and there was an entire like a dozen, two dozen kids that came on the stage oh. at the end. And I actually talked with Leia about this when I interviewed her shortly afterwards. Like, she was like, oh, you came early. Because that got cut fairly fairly quickly into previews. But it was like the rest of the kids. Because, you know, it was like there's the one girl yeah. they're telling the story to. It was like the rest of her classmates because they were all wearing the same uniform. Oh. Uh, but that was cut pretty early. So, anyway. Huh. Well, there you go. Oh, look inside go. this yeah, on this is. once on this island podcast. Once on this island specific podcast. Uh, that would be a great <laughs> podcast, by the way. But oh yes. Let's anyway, <laughs> that is all that we have for today. Thank you everybody for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No. This is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Hump Day, and I think. Ashley, are you going to be here tomorrow? You I'll and or Alicia? I thought you were about to yawn. I'll be here tomorrow. I did. I hit it very well, though. <laughs> did you? Did you? It's it's seven fifty p.m. I am tired. Oh my god! All right, everybody. How whomever is hosting the show tomorrow, you can hear it first at patreon.com/slash Broadway Radio, Broadway Radio.com/slash Patreon. Have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.